Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. This podcast is for movie lovers. It's not an unbiased opinion. It's not a straightforward review. It's just a couple people talking about a movie that they love. The format is each week I have a guest, and that guest and I discuss a movie that they love, something they're obsessed with, something they connect with. We'll talk about the plot, the director, and the actors, but we'll also talk about the personal connection my guest has with that movie. So if that sounds like something you want to listen to, keep listening. Hey, this is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. Uh, real quick, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me under AYA Lisa Cosplay. I'm also on Instagram under AYA and as a Nancy AMI Lisa. And we have a closed Facebook group called I Love That Movie. The group's closed, but if you send me a request, I'll add you. It's just a safe space for movie lovers to discuss their favorite films, judgment free. And my only rule is keep it positive. And if you like what you heard today, please subscribe and rate the show. Uh, and if you leave a positive review on iTunes, you are automatically entered to win a $20 gift card to a movie theater chain of your choice. I've already drawn one winner at 15, and when we get to 30, I'm going to draw another one, so leave one today. And with that, I also have a returning guest with me here today. I'm back. Yeah. He's been on a couple episodes. I have Nick. Say hi, Nick. Hi. Hey. Uh, Oh, yeah, go ahead. A few episodes. You've been on a few. Like, which ones? Uh, just a couple. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, which episodes have you been on? Uh, well, we started with uh, Dark City. Mm-hmm. That was the very first episode we ever did. And then I think shortly after that, we did Pulp Fiction. Uh-huh. Um, Escape from New York. We did Escape from New York a couple months ago, and then probably sometime last year. Was it last year? Or was it this year? I, I don't know. They're all blurring together Akira at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Akira, yeah. Is that all of them? I think so. Okay. But now um, I'm back. But you're back. And uh, he's also my husband. <laughs> so he's a really good, like, you know, if somebody cancels, I'm like, Nick, please Yeah, I'm, help I'm just me. in the other room. <laughs> uh, but you're always welcome away. back anytime, of course. Um, so what, what movie are we talking about today? Uh, we're going to talk about one. Um, I know you're, the podcast is called I Love That Movie. This isn't necessarily my all-time favorite horror movie but okay. it is definitely up there it is the first nightmare on elm street nice 1984 taking it back mm -hmm. uh to before you were born right, so right <laughs> yeah one year. one year so when did you first see this movie because i don't think you saw it in theaters um no i didn't um i don't remember exactly when uh, i was probably not old enough to see it but I want to say I was probably seven to eight to nine, maybe. Okay. That is young. But um, I think what I, I really liked about it is it was kind of, it was kind of funny. Yeah. And so even though it was kind of, as a kid, it's like scarier than it is as an adult, but you're kind of like, oh, I it's kind of funny though. I kind of like this. And, and you watch it like with your mom, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'd always watch like scary movies like this or child's play and stuff like that and the evil dead trilogy 
So that kind of takes some of the sting out of it, like when your mom's there and it's kind of like a bonding thing. Yeah, it's kind of like my introduction to uh, horror movies. This one and I think Evil Dead 2 were the first two real horror movies I, I enjoyed watching and mm-hmm. I remembered them. It wasn't just a movie that scared me. Gotcha. I remembered the actual movie. Yeah. So I have a different upbringing than you did in that I was pretty much not allowed to watch horror movies. I was strongly discouraged. They're evil. They're evil and we must focus on things that are good <laughs> except for the shining that was like a weird exception my dad was okay with but that's okay yeah that's okay that gets I'm, a pass yeah for some even though it's like the most disturbing one um but so yeah i didn't really watch a lot of horror growing up um so i never really i kind of dismissed this movie and a lot of slasher films they weren't what i was into well this was it was goofy too this it's supposed to be goofy so yeah if I, you don't know that right you might poo poo it Right. And and I also think that, like, I didn't really understand the, like, camp genre, the campiness. Yes, it's supposed to kind of be bad, but that's what makes it good. Yeah. And I think, like, dating you, um, you gave me, like, an appreciation for it. So this is, like, another genre, kind of like we talked about the post-apocalyptic genre. Yeah. Uh, you helped, uh, you know, I guess imbue, like, a sense of, like, oh, this is, like, really good and, like, it's fun and all that good stuff um george miller yeah (laughs) um but like with this it was kind of the same thing where i discovered it through you so thank you for that you're welcome (laughs) um so so yeah so let's kind of jump in a little bit before we go further i'll do a quick synopsis of this film and then we'll talk about a couple quick facts and just some of our favorite scenes okay In Wes Craven's classic slasher film, several Midwestern teenagers fall prey to Freddy Krueger, a disfigured midnight mangler who preys on teenagers in their dreams, which in turn kills them in reality. After investigating the phenomenon, Nancy begins to suspect that a dark secret kept by her and her friend's parents may be the key to unraveling the mystery. But can Nancy and her boyfriend Glenn solve the puzzle before it's too late? Just when when you're reading that, I know I've never heard Freddy described as the dif- disfigured midnight mangler. Me neither. Which is very accurate because normally, like if if no one's seen this, you're like, what's it about? Oh, you know, it's about this burnt guy with razors for hands. And you're <laughs> like, what? He you looks know? like a burnt weenie. Isn't that what <laughs> that song, the Jazzy Jeff song we were listening to? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jazzy looks like Jeff a burnt hot Fresh, dog. Fresh Prince. Yeah. That was good. But yeah, that's that's a very dis, uh, direct description of Freddy Krueger. Yeah, and it's fun to say, Disfigured Midnight Mangler. Could Sounds be like, like really a, old-timey. Or like a documentary or something. Yeah. The Midnight Mangler is on the loose. Um, this film was shot in 30 days, and it cost roughly $1.8 million to produce, a figure it made back in its opening weekend, and it ended up grossing $25 million at the box office. Yeah, I think $25 which was a lot back then. Yeah, and I'm kind of surprised that the uh, that the budget was that low, just because there's a lot of special effects in this movie. They're all like practical effects, though, so it's not like I think there might be like some green screen here and there, but everything was real. It was yeah. really cool, like um, <clears throat> maybe not animatronics, but uh, but just very simple stuff. Like they had to work with like uh, there's one scene we'll talk about later where they just use like a big rubber wall and that that was a really cool scene but like we'll finish this and get into that 
Yeah. Uh, so the original script had Freddy as a child molester, but the decision was made to change him into a child murderer to avoid accusations of exploiting a series of child molestations in California around the time of production. He was rewritten as a child molester in the 2010 remake starring Jackie Earl Haley. Rorschach. Yeah. Right? I think so. Yeah, that was him. Um. Yeah, we talked about this when we were watching the movie. When he said child murderer, I was like, like, what is that? (laughs) Is that a thing? I know what, I know, it tells you what it is, but like, that's not something you say, you say like, oh, he he killed a bunch of kids in the neighborhood. Yeah, you just kind of assume. say child murderer. That's why I feel like (laughs) instead of changing the script, they just changed that one word. I guess they had to, because he focuses all his anger on children. So it's kind of like. You have to say, like, he's not just a murderer. He only murders kids, I guess. Well, I think he's, like, he was, well, in the, in the actual, he was a child molester or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, the parents kill him. And so he gets his revenge by being this child par- paranormal <laughs> creature man that, <laughs> that pretty much kills their children. Right. I mean, it makes sense, but yeah, child murderer is not, like, a, it's, it's, it's not he's, a term. He's, because he was uh, murdered... He's a child molester turned child murderer. Yeah, he's got different descriptions, yeah, I guess. He's, he's no, weird none of them good. Once again, very strange character to describe if you've never seen this movie. Right. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about Wes Craven next as a director. Uh, he directed Scream. Which was really good. Yeah. I'm not a huge slasher movie fan, um, unless it's hokey. This was a little more realistic, and I thought it was good. It's it, kind of like updated for it like brought the, 90s. the genre back, but then yeah. like the all the other ones I didn't really care for. But the first one I thought was good. And it then, was a jump start to classic horror again. Right. And then there's uh, The Last House on the Left. Have you ever seen that? I think I have, but I don't know. I can't say I can't say I remember it. I might have seen that when I was really young too. But I yeah. probably only saw it once. So uh, Wes Craven based the story of a nightmare on Elm Street on a news report about a group of young men who died in their sleep during horrific nightmares, despite having no history of health problems and showing no sus- no specific sorry cause of death. It was Freddy. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. This was a documentary about that. Right. But yeah, that's interesting. Um, although I would dive more into that because I feel like no, I'm know, pretty like, sure I'm sure there was a cause of death. Stuff or yeah, there's reasons. Maybe they just didn't look into it back in the 80s. They're Who like, knows? oh, I was scared to death. <laughs> oh well, no, C- no, no further, ex- <laughs> no further uh, investigation no, needed. Sorry, ma'am, your kid was scared to death. Shouldn't we do an autopsy? No, nah. he's already in the ground. No, nah, we don't have those in the 80s. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, he was one of the few directors mostly famous for the horror genre who never directed or wrote a Stephen King movie, which is weird. I think um, we, we you should have a poll on the um, on the Facebook group. I, I think the poll, I, well, I don't know if it'd be a poll or maybe just a, a suggestion. I think everyone should should suggest a Stephen King story or book that uh, Wes Cravens would have had a really cool take on. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Uh, I think I think we're talking. It'd have to be something that he could do camp with. So I think like um, I think you were saying Cujo, or uh, I think like Salem's Lot maybe, mm-hmm. or like Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery would be good because you mm-hmm. could do some like real campy puppeteering with that one. That'd be pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's dive into the movie. Um, we kind of both talked about it, and we're not going to go chronologically. We're going to go with our favorite scenes. 
Yeah, because the movie has a bunch of really cool scenes since it's all nightmare dream base they're real like weird and they kind of it seems like they weren't really held back by anything because anything could happen in a scene and it didn't have to be linear or make sense really yeah so uh what's the first scene that you want to talk about the well, the very first scene in the movie is the one i, I want to talk about first is um i don't think i noticed it when i saw it originally but i know whenever he's making the um the classic freddy straight razor blade glove mm-hmm. the screen is like smaller so I'm, I'm picturing that's supposed to be like another time or or something but it's it's weird that he specifically made the screen like half the size yeah of the rest of the movie it's like a a, a flashback style i guess that i haven't seen in any other movies yeah i like that um in that scene the way that they kind of set up freddy and how they start like establishing rules like how you know we crazy. see the glove he's giggling while he's making stuff yeah <laughs> like, he giggles the entire movie yeah like he makes this glove so yeah we get that iconic shot of, of the glove for the first time and then it, it starts with a dream and then um he attacks that girl Tina. Tina, yeah. And uh, this is the part where he like chops off his finger, right? Also, no, I think that's a, that that's the second dream she has because oh, I think in okay. this one you kind of barely get an introduction to mm-hmm. him, and then she pretty much wakes up from the dream. But oh, her, he like, slashes her. Yeah, her shirt is cut, and her shirt's cut. So that kind of yeah. tells us, like, as the audience, like, oh, it was a dream, but the but dreams cross over. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, <clears throat> And then I think after that, the, uh, uh, I don't know if it's the next scene or a couple scenes later, but they're like her and her friends, which are the main characters, or they arrive at school and they're kind of like just typical 80s bickering, talking and everything. And, and it kind of, they hint that all four of the main characters had a nightmare the night before. Mm-hmm. But they And kinda, like a couple of them have the same one. They like, they're like, that's weird. But then the other two are kind of like similar but they kind of brush it off so you don't think about much of it as the movie goer because they don't they don't really dive like they literally are going to different classes when they say that right and so i think the the next one is probably another leading up to a dream they all stay over at tina's house right um was it nancy and glenn right Mm -hmm. nancy and glenn are like the main characters yeah yeah and so they. This is where you get another a real introduction of Rod. Right. That's when he like stumbles into the party. We get a jump scare. Yeah. Where we think he's like attacking, but it's actually just him. Yeah. And so pretty much it's typical eighties. Like Rod and Tina go upstairs to have sex, and then like Glenn and Nancy are just they go to like separate rooms or whatever to sleep. Yeah, and the more like virginal and pious you are, like the longer you're gonna last. Oh yeah, so. you'll last forever. In <laughs> Tina movie. dies immediately, immediately because yeah. she's. She's uh, so horny that that you know that just leads to Freddie coming for you sooner That's for some reason. Um, but yeah, her yeah that that was in that scene is like really when Tina dies, it's very like bloody, like more bloody and more gory than I thought it was gonna be. We yeah, because this is that's the one that you're talking about earlier like this is where she really meets Freddie. yeah, like she's having the dream and she goes out to this weird version of like the alleyway in the back of her house. yeah, I mean, they might look like that. I'm not sure. I've never seen an alleyway like that. It reminded me of, like the Silent Hill games. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, what, what you're saying earlier, where he just cuts his ran his fingers off. This is where he he first talks to her and he's kind of taunting her and he's like, essentially like check this out and he just randomly like 
cut some of his fingers off to show her like I'm not real that can't I, you can't hurt me and I'm crazy yeah and then he giggles without seeing him hurt himself you would wonder like why don't they just hit him with a shovel or shoot him or you know yeah he's probably he's like right <clears throat> off the bat establishing he's like you can't hurt me right and so pretty much yeah the the, the scene she, she's like kind of about to wake up from the nightmare but that's when he gets her like you're saying it's very bloody he he slashes her in the same place um that her shirt was cut from the the nightmare before right uh but this time it gets her and rod just sees her like dying pretty much but she she's being like lifted up on the ceiling Mm -hmm. like she's fighting with someone but he can't see anyone because i guess freddie is still in the dream world and he and she's like screaming and then glenn and um nancy come over to like help yeah because they don't know what's going on yeah and then so she, pretty much she's dead and they finally bust in the room and it, it looks like rod killed her right and so he pretty much freaks out just I, I think doesn't he run out the window or something he like just bails yeah he like escapes and then the cops come after that yeah <clears throat> or they make her come down to the station i can't remember which yeah i don't i don't remember now i think they might say a statement or something or or yeah this is where her her cop dad gets mad he's like why were uh yeah, yeah he's I, more focused on like y'all were partying yeah he's it's like, like yeah someone, um, was someone died murdered but <laughs> that's not like part of partying and you should have been there <clears throat> somebody had sex and somebody party yeah i'm like i feel like yeah it's like focus on the more important thing the more important thing is that someone died yeah there's a murderer <laughs> there's a murderer potentially a murderer that killed one of your uh, daughter's friends and he's like on the loose right now and so I, I feel like this scene is what kind of transfers the um the attacks to nancy because now mm-hmm. tina's dead right and so and she was also at the house when it happened so it kind of like connects her even more and so i think it's it's not even the next night it's the next day she's at school and that's when she has the first um freddie dream she's like in the middle of class oh we should talk about the her teacher in this class is um oh what what's her um what was her name the the ghost hunter or ghost lady not oh, lady yeah. but the ghost hunter from a uh, insidious lynn lynn shay lynn shay yeah yeah that's right she's like made a career being in these really cool like campy horror movies you know what else i realized um isn't nancy the name of the girl in stranger, stranger things, things. I was and she even looks earlier. like her yeah. like i mean they found someone with like dark eyebrows and she kind of has that like personality yeah i yeah. never noticed that minus enormous hair right <laughs> <laughs> as 80s as it is you know they in got stranger things no one had huge hair um other than um, steve well steve had tall hair yeah <laughs> you're right not not 80s hair enough not enough 80s I'm, one fault i find with that tv show yeah needs more 80s hair. <laughs> more aquanet um so um go ahead oh oh yeah yeah so so she falls asleep in english class or whatever and she sees Tina, but she's, like, in a body bag in the hallway. Oh, yeah. I like you know, that, that scene. that actually happened. That's not a nightmare <laughs> or anything. And so she follows her, and there's, like, this trail of blood. And there's this really neat, like, practical effect scene where she's laying at the end of the hallway. And when Nancy sees her, her legs lift up like someone invisible lifts her and just pulls her off, off set. Which is kind of cool. They did a good job because in, in the movie, you don't see, like, wires or anything mm-hmm. or 
or I don't I don't know how they did it. It was probably uh, yeah. We don't have an HD version, so there might be wires. It's probably wires. <laughs> On our standard definition DVD, there was no wires. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a DVD that has like the four main uh, Freddy movies on it. It's one of those terrible like dual sided discs where yeah. you're like, I don't know what side is the right <laughs> side. I think we got it at, like Walmart a long time ago. But so yeah, she she goes around that corner and there's a hall monitor, which is wearing pretty much the Freddy Krueger. Uh, sweater the red and green mm-hmm. striped sweater and i think she pushes her down and like runs past her and then she looks back because the hall monitor now has like freddie's voice yeah and so she pretty much goes through this real <clears throat> crazy labyrinth of like boiler room that the school probably doesn't actually have and there's like a, a freddie chase scene and she's smart enough to where she's kind of like, oh, okay, I'm in a dream. And so right before Freddie gets her, she like burns her arm on a hot pipe and that does wake her up. But then her arms burn for real, yeah, right? Yeah, a couple uh, minutes later, you see her arms actually burn. So kind of like how when Tina was first cut by Freddie's uh, razor glove, you see that even stuff like that is pre- pretty much being pulled out of the dream world into reality. Yeah. And we know like there is a way to get out if they need to. Yeah, because it kind of still follows dream rules. Because he's not like, I guess he's kind of in control of your dream, but it's still a a normal dream. Right. Like you can wake up from it. Ooh, I think we skipped the wall scene that we wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that was was before Tina dies. Like Freddy's kind of like establishing himself. He's like kind of looking at all the victims he wants later. Yeah. And he, he like press you see nancy sleeping and the wall behind her freddie like presses through it and it's a really cool scene because i think it's literally just a rubber wall yeah but there's something about like the lighting and the just lighting the way it's is, shot. like captures um his face and like his hand perfectly and then he pretty much just sinks back in and it was just a really neat scene because there's nothing special or super like technical about it it was just really cool because you know that was there i don't think it was done in like post or anything right it was and too th- clear for a mid-80s movie and i and you see that duplicated a lot in other yeah i films. feel like you see it a lot now well i, th- I think it, it was originally in like um the original poltergeist movie oh was it well when, when did poltergeist come out was it or was it the frighteners it might be frighteners oh i'm not i'm or, not sure or it's probably you know more about horror it movie. might be both of those like you said it's been used a lot yeah um Okay, so so where are we now? Or what's what's the um, next one you want so to talk about? I guess about? fast forwarding or whatever, just going randomly. Um, they they start to realize something's up. And by now, like, we're just kind of jumping around. By now, Rod has actually been caught and he's in jail. And I think Nancy has a dream where Freddy goes after Rod. So they pretty much in the middle of the night go to the, the jail and they're like, we need to see him, blah, blah, blah. And her dad's there. He's like, no, you can't. So somehow there's arguing and they eventually go there. But by the time they've gone there, Freddy's already like had a turned his blanket into like a dream noose. <laughs> and you see like wrap around his neck. You could like see that there's like a wire in it. <laughs> it I, looks cool though. Yeah, I think there, there's some scenes you can see it's a wire. And I think other scenes they probably filmed it in reverse maybe. Yeah. Like they probably wrap it around him and then they film it being pulled off of him. And then when they play it backwards, it wraps around something. But yeah. it, it, that was another really neat practical effect too. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. And so essentially he, he gets uh, hung. But so so pretty much now that's two down. Yeah. Rod's dead. 
Rod and Tina are gone. Yeah. And so I think Nancy starts having, um, she realizes that he's in the dream and everything. And then fast forward some more. When do we get this full story from her parents? Because like her mother seems like she starts to feel guilty. And is that what happens next? Or? No, I, th- I think first we, um, well, not first, we're halfway through the movie. But I think <laughs> after this, uh, a couple more random scenes happen. And then we get the, uh, the very classic uh, bathtub scene. I love that scene. Which I think if, if you probably Google Nightmare on Elm Street, it's, it's like the first... probably one of the first ones. It's yeah. just like a, a, a shot from the foot of the tub to the, the other side where she's laying. And you just see like the Freddy glove come up. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a really cool scene just that because that's kind of like a very iconic screenshot now. Right. Yeah. Um, and so pretty much she gets pulled into the, the tub and it's like just super deep abyss or whatever. I feel like you've seen that in other movies too yeah. a lot. Uh, so she gets out of that. And, oh, and I, I like when she's like, "Okay, I can't fall asleep. I gotta stay awake." She drink or she she takes those very like comically labeled no dose pills. Yeah, just says no dose like in real dumb font. And um, I think she invites Glenn over. I guess to like keep her awake. Yeah, this that might. You know, I think this might be leading up to when Rod dies. We might be jumping around. But yeah, I think this is right before Rod dies because oh, Glenn okay. comes over to keep her awake. And so... Like he thinks they're going to have sexy time and she's yeah. like, no, dude, I she's just, like, I literally don't want to go to sleep. You sit there and keep me awake. And so she's running around and then Glenn's in the dream. So, you know, oh crap, they're both asleep. And I think that's when they see Rod get killed. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's that happens before. Mm-hmm. Still very cool. Yeah, still um, a great scene. And so pretty much at, after Rod's dead, they do the funeral thing. And her mom and dad, they're they're divorced. And so they're kind of arguing. They're like, she's she needs better parenting, blah, blah, blah. So her mom's like, I'm going to get her some help. She says it just like that. And actually, <laughs> I think she says it cheesier than that. She's like, I'm going to get her help. <laughs> and so she goes to like the dream clinic. And that's when they, they hook her up to all these electrodes and everything. Probably not mm-hmm. electrodes, but... Um, she has a dream, a nightmare, in the dream doctor. How do you get that title? <laughs> He's like... I, I'm, I'm your dream doctor. I'm the dream doctor. He's like... It sounds like a Depeche Mode song or something. <laughs> um, or the, the dream police. That's... What was that? Police? I'm shaking my head because I okay. don't know. <laughs> and so, so pretty much she has this crazy dream and he's like, oh, I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> and so this is where you, you see it again, um, dream world and reality merging because she's she has a cut on her arm mm-hmm. and she pulls Freddie's hat out from under the bed. She's That's like, right. I grabbed it off his head before you woke me up. Mm-hmm. And so now this is when what you're saying, her mom starts acting kind of weird. I feel like they knew. I feel like both the parents were like trying to deny it. Yeah. But then this is like when they see the hat and everything. And doesn't she and bring so, up some of the history? Like, Well, she, yeah, she, uh, I think the next day her mom very poorly hides that she's drinking vodka first thing in the morning. Again, this is like the third <laughs> Two scene shots she's of doing. vodka. <laughs> and so, uh. You also know this is the 80s because it's when even if you're a a dead demon man, you still write your name and all your stuff. <laughs> so she's she's like, who who is he? You know who it is. It's it's written in his hat, Freddy Krueger. It's like, <laughs> okay, 
That's <laughs> kind of on the nose, but but maybe Freddie wanted her to know. Yeah, you know? maybe maybe right before she's like, oh, crap, I get this my name bitch. On hat. Yeah. And so I think that's when her mom is like, I have to tell you something. Come down to the furnace. <laughs> Why can't she just tell her right there? And, I want to oh, make oh. this scarier. Yeah. No, I know what it is. They went down to the the basement <laughs> and she sat next to the furnace and told her the story. Oh, it's hot. It's hot. It's hot. Look, a hat. Ooh, a hat. <laughs> no, so they go down there. She tells her the story. Like, okay, so Freddie was killing all these kids. So mm. a bunch of parents... Uh, they killed him. They pretty much burnt him alive. And that's why he's a burnt hot dog man. <laughs> um, and okay, this is why they went down to the furnace. Because then she because shows her. She, she pulls out a bag or whatever, a sack, and it has the actual real life glove in it. Which is insane. Because if he yeah. went missing or died, like they would look for him and like, why would you keep the glove in the furnace? Like, <laughs> I'd be like, I think your mom's is like a crazy serial killer. It's like a trophy or whatever. Yeah. She's... I- Oh, go ahead. Equally crazy. She is. I just thought of something, too. Like, everyone having the same dream isn't really that weird if they've all heard this story about Freddy. Because there's, like, a song, too, right? Yeah, because that um, that uh, nursery rhyme almost, it actually is about Freddy. Yeah. The one, two... Actually, I think it starts with one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, you better lock your door. Five, six, grab your crucifix. Seven, eight, stay up late. Nine, ten, never sleep again. Yeah. So, yeah, clearly this was written when Freddie was still, like, killing kids or whatever. Yeah. So it was a known thing in this town. <laughs> so that's probably, I mean, you could say, street. if it was just a dream, that would be wise. If they're all, they all grew up with this horrifying town-specific <laughs> nursery <Street> rhyme. specific <laughs> Yeah. Just, don't, just hey, move let's a just block move. over yeah. and you'll be fine. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so her mom pretty much implicates herself as I'm, like, one of the people that killed him. And so now he's, like, back to, like, kill their kids. Yeah, because he's and... like, I want revenge. I didn't get done killing all those kids I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, he's like, I want revenge, but it's like. But you, you kind of deserved what deserved you got, though. Uh-oh, he's going to come for us now. Oh, crap. Okay, what's the next scene? Okay, so I think next is Glenn's demise. Yeah. Um, so pretty much, uh, Nancy's mom has like these bars put on the windows, the windows and everything, and she like yeah. has a lock from the inside, so Nancy can't get out, and she just passes out because she drank a bunch, two more shots of vodka, <laughs> and so she's like yelling out the window to warn Glenn. He's, she's like, oh, "I'm pretty sure you're next," and he is. Um. And then oh, she no, gets wait, a phone call. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets. She tries to call him, and Glenn's dad pretty much hangs up on her. And then this is another very iconic scene. She uh, she, she gets a call from Freddie, and she rips the phone out of the wall, and then it rings again. And, um, oh, I'm trying to think what the line is. It's Freddie. Oh, yeah, he says, I'm your new boyfriend. And <laughs> you, there's just that tongue that comes out of the, oh, the yeah. mouthpiece. <laughs> And that's another scene. It's like hilarious. It's kind of funny, yeah. It's funny because this movie's like, it throws humor in towards it's yeah. not too crazy. Without like undercutting it. It doesn't like ruin it. It just like adds to it. Kind of yeah. gives you a break. Yeah. So this is Glenn, um, I think he kind of, he tries to stay awake, but he falls asleep and it's, in it's real quick. Yeah. Freddie pretty much pulls him in. He like sinks into the bed and then just way more blood than any one person would have shoots <laughs> out of the bed onto the ceiling so i think yeah. they filmed it like in an upside down room or whatever because like blood is literally just pooling on the ceiling yeah and so 
Nancy's real mad. And she's like, okay, time to pull a home alone. Mm-hmm. That's going to work. Yeah, because this dream man will be hurt by <laughs> home alone booby traps. And he is. And he is. And so, yeah, Lucky she, for her. She does. She sets all this stuff up. Um, by the way, her mom has a drinking problem, because probably because she murdered someone in probably, her furnace. Probably, yeah. She, she I just really regrets it, even if she's a <laughs> child murderer. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she falls asleep and lures Freddy into the house. And... Um, I think one of the first booby traps is like a Home Alone one. Like she goes out the her bedroom door and he follows her out the bedroom door and a sledgehammer hits him in the stomach and he just <laughs> doubles over and goes, oh, like, I mean, like a real person. He's, yeah. He doesn't really have powers outside of the dream realm. Um, And I think there's a couple more like there's some gunpowder and a light bulb that blows up and. Um, that distracts him. And so she pretty much lures him down into the basement where the furnace is. And just like before, she like douses him with like kerosene or gasoline or something and catches him on fire. And he's like, oh, not again. He, <laughs> he, again, oh, Lord. So he runs. He doesn't run out the house. He just runs away. And so finally, um, her dad and the police are across the street cleaning up glenn's murder and so her dad's like oh crap something's actually going wrong the house is on fire (laughs) and so they bust in and nancy's like i caught him on fire but he's he's not dead yet and you see like these flaming footprints that go through the living room and then up the stairs Mm -hmm. and so they follow it and then this is where freddie's like freddie's killed her mom and she's like this burnt corpse that gets pulled down into the the sheets. Yeah. Pretty wild. Kind of kind of like how Glenn went, but just yeah. she's already burnt out. A lot of people being pulled into yeah. beds or on ceilings, yeah. And um Well, I'm trying to think. How do they actually beat him? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. She um she kind of like just gives up kind of like she's like, "All right, dad, I'll be downstairs. Give me a minute." And so he, he leaves and Freddie shows back up. And it's very kind of cheesy. She's like, I'm not scared of you. If 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 there's no fear, um, you don't have power over me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? He doesn't sound like that. But... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, what did you say? <laughs> no, so essentially she like takes the power away from him because she's like well i've lost everything i'm not scared of you anymore it doesn't matter and so pretty much that makes him lose his power and so he goes away and everything is fine but um but the next the next day she wakes up and it's all nice but her mom is there Hmm. Hmm. and she like gets ready for school and her mom's not drunk and she (laughs) she leaves and her all all her other three friends pick her up and and they're the alive car. again. Yeah, yeah, they're all having a good time. They're going to school. But then uh, this was a really cool scene. I remember yeah. it when I was a kid. The 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 car starts acting up. And like the convertible top. This is a convertible, by the way. It like closes all of a sudden. And it's the red and green stripe, like Freddie's shirt. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, shit, we're in trouble. And like the car just drives off. And Nancy's mom's just like waving at them. Yeah. And this is when, like, Freddy's arm busts through the window and pulls a mannequin inside, which is supposed to be her mom. It's just, <laughs> it was a fun scene. Yeah. 
And then that's how it ends. And that's pretty much how it ends, yeah. Well. It's it's just, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's just silly enough. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's got enough... It's it's a little creepy to where, I mean, you could... It passes as a horror movie. It's yeah. More, it's, I think I just enjoy watching it because it's more fun. It's entertaining. And I think, like, when Halloween comes around, I feel like it's it's something that we turn to a lot. And, oh, yeah, definitely the first one, at least. Mm-hmm. The, other, the second one, no, forget that. The third, <laughs> third and fourth one are okay. But no, yeah. the second one was just oh, It was meh. I mean, I think like Robert England does such a good job with the Freddy character. I think he oh yeah he just adds so much to him by by making him kind of humorous and making him like he's a bad guy that you like like you you well, like he's the villain but you like like him. Well, yeah, it's kind of like um I think we we're talking about this when we we're watching it, but even though he's like this, he's he's been dead for a long time. But I feel like the fact that he haunts, like, teenagers' dreams, mm-hmm. he kind of has, like, a knowledge of pop culture. And so he always says something, rel- like, current. Yeah. And it's kind of weird. It's like this real, this defigured, creepy, like, man just says, like, something really funny, mm-hmm. like, that they know about. So it's kind of, like, even It's kind of disarming yeah. in the moment. But then, yeah. And I like the makeup job they did on him. Yeah, it's um, good. It's all, like, real, like, a rubber... Not a mask, but it, it's a whole uh, latex, like, uh, head and face and everything. And it's funny seeing uh, Robert Englund in interviews in the makeup because he just has, he's a, he's a very normal sounding voice. And he's, he's just talking about the character. He, but looks, he, he looks so normal. I thought that, like, when we saw him in the old one, like, in the, when we were watching the behind the scenes of the original, I... I don't know why i just like expected even though i've seen him before i just expected him to be like really gaunt and like scary looking but no he's just like a normal yeah dude. he's just a normal looking dude which um i can't we, we, i can't believe we haven't met him at like one of these uh conventions or like the horror know, conventions the horror conventions he goes uh, to all of what them what are they called um not walker stalker fright fest fright right fest, yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, we're thinking about going to fright fest this year wait is it fright fest i think that's it is the one at six flags isn't it oh crap yeah what is it called horror con- let's look it up horror conventions oh wait not comedy horror comedy conventions dallas i thought it's called Fright- oh frightmare well you can tell we've never been, <laughs> we have been. <laughs> so this this year it's may 3rd through 5th yeah we should go let's plug them real quick who's all gonna be there uh let's look yeah who's there usually robert england's there yeah, let's look on. oh looks like tim curry's Ooh, gonna be there tim curry or is this last year no it's oh, no, 2019. Okay, 2019 let's okay, look at the guest guest of honor <gasps> bruce campbell bruce campbell's gonna be there yeah that'll be cool elvira yeah okay that's I'm me. into this so far. I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Combs, Wayun. He's he was in Reanimator too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Wayun is on D Space Nine. I don't know if you've gotten there yet. Um, that was not a word. <laughs> Just went. No, 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 no. Is this like the first year he's not going to be there? That would be funny. I guess Mike Michael. Ted Raimi's going to be there. Oh, cool. Um, Sam Raimi's brother. I think he produces all the movies. Oh, yeah. I guess he's not there this time. <laughs> oh, well, we're not going now. Anyways. But, yo, know, we'll we probably won't be there. Go. No, we, we should go. It, it'll we be should. fun. We have, but, yeah. We've never been. All our, a bunch of our friends go, so we've been thinking about going. Point is, he's at a lot of these, and we haven't met him. And that's kind of weird. We will. We should. Day. We should. Um, but, yeah. No, I really like... 
I really like this movie. Um, I really enjoy it. Um, but I want to turn this questions back over to you. Why do you think you've seen it so many times? Why do we watch this every year? <laughs> I, th- I think. I mean, I think we covered that. It's 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 not really horror. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. It's it's very enjoyable. It's easy to watch. It's uh, it's it has some jump scares. It's not like overly gory or overly serious. It's just kind of fun. You it- get just enough. Like I said, you get just enough jump scares, but then it's got some comedy thrown into it the acting's not great so the camp is awesome mm-hmm. and it's got so many like great one-liners yeah i agree and it's very dated like it's oh, yeah. very yeah. 80s but in a completely genuine way because it was made in the 80s so yeah. i mean i love stranger things and i like things that call back to it but sometimes it's fun to go back and watch like the, the, the original deal, yeah. the og um the yeah ingredient so how would you, I guess that kind of fits into my next question. How, how do you pitch this movie to somebody? Um, burnt Hot Dog Man with Razor Hands. <laughs> do no, you just, just play the song? I just play the, the Jazzy <laughs> Jeff called? Fresh Prince song. Um, Nightmare on My Street. Nightmare on My Street. <laughs> yes, please look that up. Can, can we play it or is that copyright? I think we can play it if we just play like a couple. Let me find it. Monster Jams. Um Sick beats. Oh, that's spooky. Oh, it's getting spooky. Getting scared. I'm scared. There you go. Throw a little bit from the movie in there. Mm-hmm. And I like how the song is about them going to see this movie. <laughs> okay. There it is. <laughs> okay, that's, okay, that's okay, that's enough. That's just a taste. You guys have to go listen to it on your own now. Just play that song. Yeah. <laughs> that's it? That's it. Yeah, I just, I make them sit in a chair and I play that <laughs> entire song. And just make eye contact yeah. the whole time. No, for, for real, I think it's, I think it's just a fun movie. Um, I mean, I like, I like serious horror. I like really good, like, I, I think Hereditary was amazing. That's like super serious, but I yeah. think a genuine callback to real horror. Um, and I love anything Sam Raimi touches. The Evil Dead trilogy, um, Drag Me to Hell, I, The Camp, I like that. So I, I feel like this movie's got kind of what I want. I want something fun to watch with a little bit of comedy in it. Um, I don't want it to take itself too seriously. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that hurts a lot of movies when they take themselves too seriously and they can't live up to it. Yeah. So it's like, just know, this is a movie about a dude... That makes a glove out of razors and he hunts people in their dreams. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just fun. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. And I think, uh, you know, when we think about all the ho- all the like Halloween movies we want to watch, you know, we watched Beetlejuice the other day. Oh, yeah. We'll watch this. Uh, th- there's a list, but this is one of the movies I go to first because it's... It's easy to watch. Yeah, you. It's it's not a chore to watch. There's yeah. there's never a scene where you're like, mm, okay, I think this is that scene that drags on for like ten minutes. Yeah, it's like, you know, you don't have to like strap in and get serious. It's just like fun. Yeah, because you see a scene and then like before the scene's over, you're like, oh man, I can't wait for the next scene because this one part I like happens in it. Yeah, I don't know what strap in and get serious what even means. Is that like <laughs> flying a plane? I don't know. I think it's when you install seat belts <laughs> onto your yeah. couch because the movie is so intense. You're like fly through the window or something (laughs) 
so scary it'll fuck you up for life. Yeah, it'll, <laughs> you'll shit yourself. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, thank you for returning, Nick. Sure. I'm always in the other room. Yeah, you're always there playing uh, Destiny. Yeah, I'm currently. playing video games when she's <laughs> recording. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming back, and sure. I hope to have you soon. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Um, I'm I'm on the interwebs like you. Usually, pretty much all my stuff is a very um, prop based. I do a lot of prop building. Uh, which I, I should build a Freddy glove. That'd be you fun. should That'd be just make that. That'd be kind of cool. Hang on. I would the wall. Love that. But, uh, but yeah, if you can find my stuff at, uh, I have a Facebook page. Um, it's just Wardco props. Oh yeah. He makes a lot of props. W A R D C O props. Um, that's an inside joke behind the name, but, and then on Instagram, same name, uh, Twitter, same name at Wardco props um yeah that's that's it i i post every once in a while the stuff i do a lot of video game and movie based um props and replicas amazing well thanks for coming on and with that good night (laughs) oh he wears that sweater anyways he does it whenever he wants all right bye on my street (laughs) see you later (laughs) 